0: My friends, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to this new episode of Sotorial Talks. Hello, darling. How do you do today? Well,
1: you keep asking me that. I'm okay. How <laughs> okay. are you?
0: We can <laughs> confess. I'm good. We can <laughs> confess. We just recorded a full episode, so I asked her already, "How do you do today?" That's true. But uh, and that's then a good we question. we had to redo it two or three times because I was not at my best today at the first uh, recordings. But uh, now I found again my flow, and we're going to do a new experiment today. We're going to have a free talk. And I'm going to ask, because you ask for that, ask Sonia questions about her views on men's style and her wardrobe and her taste and everything. So we're going to do some kind of a unprepared session of question and answer.
1: And not only me, I also want to ask you some questions. And, and you know, we were going to prepare, but we said, no, let's just do this. Let's go First question you can think of, first answer you can think of, and let's
0: move fast. And we can do this. Why? Because now we have a studio, recording studio in our living room, and we are totally free. We can wake up, dress up. Sit down with uh, Cosmas Kocaris, our uh, co-producer and director, and we can shoot directly. If we like it, we keep it, we broadcast it. If we don't like it, we keep it and broadcast it anyway. I'm just joking. So my first question to you is, why do you enjoy so much dressing like a man? It's a little bit of a, um, it's a, a it's it's on purpose aggressive question. That is really that
1: is aggressive. You know <laughs> what? It's just wearing tailored clothes. It has nothing to do with dressing like a man. If yes. you look at pictures of women, you know, from the maybe cool down. I, the it was Industrial just Industrial revolution, for example, <laughs> women are wearing suits, sometimes yes. pantsuits, sometimes yes. suits with a skirt. It's just tailoring. And you know what? The reason I do it is because I fell in love with bespoke tailoring. I met some artisans that blew my mind. Yes. I wanted a piece of that action. I didn't want to just go to um, some kind of ready-to-wear place and buy a skirt or a dress from China that had been shipped from different countries, you know, and they're selling five times what they originally invested into. Anyway, you get the point. I wanted to, I wanted to experience tailoring
0: Mm. and
1: you know what? I love it. I love it. It's so easy to get dressed in the morning and you can go ultra feminine or you can go a little bit more, you know, like the guys, if you're going head to head with the guys. So let me ask you a question. When you see a guy in a suit, are you checking his suit out? Are you analyzing it? Or what's your impression when you see a guy in a suit?
0: Oh, well, When I see a guy in the suits, first of all, I'm happy. Yes. Because, uh, you know, we are living in this world, you and me. This is what we do every day. We dress up. We, uh, we browse the internet. We try to find new tailors. We analyze and stuff like that. And, but if we are really honest, when we go outside, it's very rare. To see Depending an on where we man. are, of course. Yeah, but if you it's, it's not rare. It's globally rare, and uh, even in some capitals like New York or Paris or mm-hmm. everywhere. So when I see a man, but. Uh, as you say, darling, there are suits and suits. That's right. And uh, seeing somebody who has to wear a suit and is a poor crappy suit and he put normally his bag on his shoulder destroying the shape of a suit and it's obviously a crappy suit that he's wearing the same one over and over again. I feel sorry for him. Because but you if,
1: feel like he's being forced to
0: wear the suit. Exactly. And that he doesn't understand what he's wearing. Mm-hmm. But if I see a man in a proper suit, I I'm not talking only about a bespoke suit, but just a proper suit. And a man who obviously feels good because he wanted to dress up, then it makes me feel good and happy. And sometimes he can even make my day.
1: And I, I guess if a guy experiences a real suit for the first time, he's going to be shocked. When I first wore my Civinelli suit it's yes. the first real suit I ever had yes. from Lorenzo, I felt indomitable. I yes. felt
0: incredible. I felt
1: like I could conquer, you know, my world. Yeah. And it's a, incredible. It, it's a, a metamorphosis of your psyche. And so I love that both women and men experience this.
0: Yeah. And what is interesting is that okay, you understand that my question was a little bit disruptive at the beginning. I wanted You put to, me
1: on the defensive.
0: Yeah, I just wanted to 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 surprise you because this is, you know, this is sometimes comments we receive on our youtube channel and says why is she dressing like a man no sonia is not dressing like a man she's dressing with tailored clothes and on top of that she transformed literally her wardrobe little by little and it's a bit addictive and believe me uh we've met so many women when at the first time when they try this put on a jacket Put on some serious clothes, not something that you're going to wear two or three times and then just forget, you know, in the, in the cupboard or in the closet and really experience what it is, you know, to have actual garments yes. and not only disposable garments, it change everything.
1: That's right. So I'm going to ask you an aggressive question. Yes. You want an aggressive question? Oh, I don't care. Whatever so you want. So this on. is what I've seen in the comments. Why is this guy spending so much time talking about clothes when there's other real problems
0: in the world? <laughs> okay, well, that's a good question. Uh, first of all, we are speaking a lot about clothes because that's our job. That's my first answer. And uh, I started Parisian Gentleman in 2009 as a hobby. I was um, a producer of special events. I was a director. I was making films. I was in the show business. And I, uh, that was my refuge. Uh, I was not only talking about clothes. Actually, our subject is a little bit wider than clothes only. Uh, It's about artisanship. It's about craftsmanship. It's about quality. It's about a way of life. So clothes for us and for me and for us now has been a pretext to say something else what we say and what we try to say in tutorial talks and everything we do is that we enter through clothing because I do believe that beauty is one of the most underrated values on this planet and that beauty is very important and you know people are spending millions and fortunes and billions to look better so it is important not only to feel superior to people but just to feel good with your own self but also it triggers other things behind, and other subjects that are correlated. And these are the subjects that interest us, darling, as you know. Artisanship, the hand, uh, the, the tailoring, the traditions, the respect for others, the lifestyle. The It, it triggers a lot of peripheral subjects. And, and the very livelihood
1: of people who do things like make shoes and yes. make suits handmade handmake accessories that exactly. make shirts for their livelihood. Yes. And this is these are occupations that we don't want to disappear
0: exactly and we are militant we can say that so uh, to answer your question in one sentence I speak about clothing Yes, yeah, they're much more important subject in the world but well this is an industry who is uh, feeding um, millions and millions of family these are traditions that we have to protect because I think that the leather workers for example have to be protected and this and that beauty beauty. Beauty is so important. We are living in a world where vulgarity is reigning supreme. And I'm sorry. I think that sometimes speaking about beauty is very important. It can change lives.
1: I remember when you were speaking in Barcelona. Once and someone asked you a similar question. It was a lecture. lecture? It was, and Mm -hmm. someone asked you a similar question, and you said it's not about the clothes. No. It's about creating emotion. Yes. And now we're getting into psychological health. Do you think that what you wear can affect your uh, psychological health?
0: Uh, Well, you mean your your personal health, for sure, Uh, but it's also a mirror. You know, when you create emotion... Uh, you create emotion in, to, in front of other people. And I think that the way you dress has a huge impact on how you interact with others. Okay, we can always say you've been here listening to that many times that, uh, you know, you have to, it's about respect and self-esteem and all this blah, 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 Well okay, <laughs> For me, this is blah, blah, blah. What I can say is that when you are dressed well it doesn't you don't you don't have to be extravagantly well dressed but if you feel good it has an impact on your mental health it has an impact on your self confidence and it has an impact on the way you interact with yourself and you know Whatever you are your beliefs in life, if you're religious or not religious, if you believe in uh, serendipity or not, uh, the fact that you put more chances on your side can change everything in your it life. can,
1: and you know what? I've noticed people with social anxiety, when they embrace um, classic style, suddenly they're able to strike up a conversation. Um, they feel a little more confident to approach others and interact. And I didn't notice that until recently. That even with social anxiety, the way you dress can affect the way you feel inside.
0: Tremendously. And I think this is not new. I mean this is a everybody can experience that. The problem is that there have been some false ideas that has been scattered around the people. It's like almost brainwashing and it mainly comes also from advertisement. You know that Okay let's 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 be blunt. It's easier when you have a big brand and when you spend millions and zillions in advertisement to craft t-shirts or cargo shorts and sell them a high price because you have a brand than to craft a suit or even a sevenfold tie because it requires a lot of time and tradition so we are also trying to balance this overconsumption world we are militants Mm -hmm. and this is why i'm very proud about what we do every day darling because it's uh it's not only about clothing itself it's just it's just, once again, a pretext. I have another question for you. Is it you. hostile? What? Is it a hostile question? No, because at the moment I say I have another question for you, I have no idea what I'm going to ask, <laughs> but it will come to Go my on. mind right now. Um, what uh, is your best memory uh, since you are working in Manswear? The moment where you said, yes, now I understand. Yes, I understand what it is. I understand why it is important. What is your the most yeah the most important memory, except meeting me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know when they say when you're about to die, the whole your whole life flashes before your eyes. so when you just said that as like my whole sartorial life was running um like in my throughout my mind and i don't I don't know why, but for some reason, I think it was and you arranged this I think with with Waco of the rake I think. That when I had that Chiffonelli suit, yes. we were in Amsterdam.
0: I remember very and well.
1: Andy Joya, who was the photographer for the Parisian Gentleman, Are you always
0: working with us since the yes, beginning.
1: Yeah. he he came to photograph us at uh, Tommy Page's... Tommy
0: Page, a uh, very nice. Uh, Tommy Page in Amsterdam has a very great... It's a vintage shop. a job. lot of
1: vintage classic yes. clothing and what a little wonderland to visit. It is. So we went there. I was wearing my very first Chiffinelli mm-hmm. and, and you were also wearing chiffonelli. We were all
0: double-breasted.
1: Yes, and even Greg... I was single-breasted. ...was, with a, was wearing yes. a single-breasted chiffonelli. We were there gathered together to celebrate tailoring Mm -hmm. and andy julia is such a phenomenal photographer he was capturing in this beautiful little vintage shop in amsterdam our unity for bespoke and it could be for made to measure or ready to wear but our unity for elegance So Andy captured that. We were in the Rake magazine, so it was another way to commemorate that moment in time. And I don't know why, I didn't know you were going to ask that, but that very moment sort of brought it all together for me.
0: Mm. And what is your worst Memory, some kind of catastrophe, oh. something that you really—you that was okay. Maybe it's profound or not profound, but mm. socially speaking, what is your worst okay, memory? Okay, well,
1: you know, we were going to Pittiwomo <laughs> in the beginning. Yes, and uh, I was new to this whole scene. Okay, aside from the fact that I wore a fuchsia suit with a bright yellow striped tie and a crazy I, I, you, park you, you heard
0: very well. A, few, a rose some, pink fuchsia, fuchsia suit. fuchsia, yes. With a yellow tie. That, that I was think very daring. Dougal,
1: the CEO of uh, Holland and Cherry in the USA, mm-hmm. I said, pick out a fabric because I don't know what to pick. He picked out fuchsia. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to trust you. Let's go. Okay, that wasn't a bad experience. It was really fun. And it, a lot of people loved it because you can go crazy at Womo. But guess what? I didn't have enough to wear. And I knew being with the Parisian gentleman. That I was going to be photographed. So I'm in a car. I'm distressed. And uh, we talked to Simone Ubertino from Vitali uh, Barbaras Connecticut, who it, it was, was driving was, the car. He was said, at
0: Vibici back in the years. Yeah. yeah,
1: I said back in the day. Now he's not with them. But I, I said, Simone, I, I don't have anything to wear. And he said, and I was like, what am I going to do? And he said, I know exactly the place. Yes, and he took me to, to um, uh,
0: I think it's Mas- Bertotto, something like that is the name of the yes, shop. Yes,
1: maybe yeah. we can put the shop name on the screen. And, yeah. and this was a lovely place. The yes. people took control. In Biella, In Biella, yes, northern mm-hmm. Italy. And they dressed me. And this was my moment where I was just feeling kind of, ugh. Because everybody does that when they first get into classic mm. style. They don't have enough to even make some ensembles at times but you know what after a year or two you only really need three suits Mm. and a couple different trousers and waistcoats and you're okay until you can build your wardrobe Mm
0: -hmm. do you remember this uh, pizzeria in this pizza place where the the guy who was um, serving pizza was also an opera singer
1: Oh, that was also in Biella. yes. Yeah,
0: these are incredible things uh, yes. happening around this that world. Was she was speaking of Simone Ubertino Rosso. We can say hello to him. Uh, he was working for Vitale Barbaris Canonico. Yes. We can say hello to Vitale yes. Barbaris hello. Canonico also. Hello, Francesco. We can say also hello to our friends at Drago. Hello, yes. Paolo, hello, and Drago. all the team. And. Uh, and Simone Ubertino Rosso now is working for Cerruti, as far That's as I right. know. And it's we can all say a this, uh, The league, you know, of these fantastic mills in Italy that are producing among the most exquisite uh, fabrics. And we know them because uh, during the writing of our second book, the Italian gentleman, we spend so much time uh, in this area. And now it's your turn to ask me. Everyone in menswear
1: should know about Biella. That's oh my uh, the gosh, biggest yes, place for exactly, fabric makers, Exactly. Now
0: it's your turn to ask me a question. I'm oh. prepared.
1: Oh yeah, really? Yes. Okay, let me think of a good question to ask because I, like, I'm the same way. I have no idea. No okay,
0: problem.
1: tell me a gentleman in our circle that really just blows your mind because he's so elegant.
0: You mean in our circle, somebody? Yeah, that somebody we'll, we know. Somebody we know. Well, it's, um, uh, there are many people that are very well-dressed in our circle, but uh, well-dressed is not sufficient for me. I like people who blow my mind. I think the guy who always makes it right is Lorenzo Cifonelli. Okay. Uh, because we're okay. That was uh, an
1: easy one. We always talk well, about how amazing Lorenzo yeah, is. Yeah, but I
0: mean, uh, honestly, since a long, long time we've been in this area, I, I can't see. Okay, we like Gibrish Boyer, but he's an older person. He's in his mid seventies, a little bit, maybe more. And he doesn't. He's a shorter guy. He doesn't have an easy body because he's he's older. But he's always dressing perfectly. At ease. But, but uh, come on,
1: name somebody that maybe people don't know so well.
0: Um, I would say, uh, but it doesn't come to my mind. I'm sorry. Her, I'm, darling. So glad.
1: I, I'm, I'm never, sorry. I've never asked Hugo a question when he didn't have an answer.
0: Well, I'm sorry because it's just somebody that Lorenzo always blows my mind because every time. every time he's always, he always has something which is superior. He always has something which is there's nothing to say, you know. It's it's always on the spot. It's creative okay. and everything. I'm going to give but, you a clue. What yes? about
1: when we went to um, Napoli mm-hmm. and this man who sort of looked like a dandy, and you and we really liked his clothes, Giorgio Julian. He wears this. this, this, this um, Ah, I'm trying to hint without saying the name to see if you agree. Remember when we went to Napoli? We went
0: to Napoli, baby. We lived there. Many, many, many times.
1: And um, I'm trying to think of the name of the place we went. Mm -hmm. And it's not um, coming to my mind right now. But you said you were impressed with this gentleman. And -hmm. you wanted to buy uh, one of the dinner jackets Mm -hmm. there that he had crafted and you named him as one of the new names to know in Napoli.
0: I don't remember. I'm so sorry. I like Luca Rubinacci also, yeah, uh, okay. which is a very Luke good... good. Uh, I like Luca because, uh, well, we knew Luca in his um, early days when he was in all the magazines and he was a little bit a jet setter. That's but right. But now he turned down in a very sweet man, and he's very his, his, his taste is always extremely um, safe. Yeah. And so uh, I like also how... Uh, um, Antonio Panico is dressing. He's an older man, ah, but nice very nice elegant. One. This is class. Yes. Now Total we are talking. Class. I'm still trying to browse my mind about what you tried to, to say matter. to me. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You named three uh, great names. There's another guy also we we photographed that I like a lot. Uh, I think his name is Gigi. Uh, I don't remember his name. He was... um ah, uh, you in remember? the book. In the, in the book. German book. It's Sarah's just, uh, husband. Exactly. Yes. He, uh, Sarah, um, she was uh, working back in the years with Pirozzi then she worked with Dal Quarry yes. so there's a lot of elegant gentlemen in um, in uh, in Italy for sure, uh, and then I'm I'm looking for some people in England. It doesn't it doesn't come. Nick Fulks is can be very interesting man, yes. very British in the way he's dressing. That's true. Uh, Well, there's many, but I would say once again, well, Lorenzo is the one he's who's the one. always always I blowing my your mind. Answer. And okay. what about you, darling? On the same question.
1: Ah, yes, that's a good... Now you're putting me on the spot, huh? Yes. Yes. Oh, I mean, there's so many women. There's. I wish I could think of the name of the um, girl from Australia who uh, works in a, a shop there selling menswear. I'll mm-hmm. have Greg put her picture up and her name up, too. I, I think of her. Of course, there are people like uh, back in the day Sarah Ann Murray was really making a name for herself in classic mm-hmm. um, menswear. She's an excellent job. Um, I could even say Eleanor. Uh, uh, Eleonora Mararos was, mm-hmm. I mean, she's super high class, very feminine. Yes. She added a feminine twist um, to menswear. Yeah, um, I agree. There's the Sartoria... Uh, Serna, uh, a woman who works uh, as, a, d- as a tailor. I don't remember her name so They're from. I'll have uh, Greg uh, put her name yeah. and her picture up too. She's mm-hmm. very elegant. I and mean, I, remi- I could go on and on. There's so many women that I, I respect. I remind
0: it. you, we're also on the podcast, so we may not put all the oh, men. So it's an right. Invitation so for you sorry. To well, look if you look, look up Sotaria
1: Serna, you're going to see. You're mm-hmm. going to see her picture. Um, but, you know, I could go on and on. There's a lot of women that I mm-hmm. respect and that are in the menswear arena, and, and it's growing. This is
0: this is a movement because more and more women are wearing suits these days yes okay yes. Uh, another question just on the fly like that um what is your name three brands that you like as a woman uh, in ah, tailoring so uh, ready to good. wear or tailoring okay. just three there's three
1: Okay, just three. Okay, one is uh, of course Sartoria Del Cori, who has been so generous um, to make several different suits for me that I'm wearing continuously over and over again. And they're Mm -hmm. in Napoli. Gigi Del Cori. I I asked specifically for Gigi to put his hands on my suit because he really knows what he's doing. Of course, I'm sorry to say Lorenzo Cipinelli and Massimo. Chivinelli again, but uh, that's, I mean, they're the grandmasters. What mm-hmm. what can I say? Um, interestingly is um, Adelini is uh, the, the big brother, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Vincenzo Adelini. Uh, he's, and you mean he's,
0: still a Latino?
1: Yes, yeah, still a Latino. I only have one thing um, from, from them, uh, yes. one white jacket, but They're crafting a lot for women these days. Yeah, Vincenzo is very good for women. Very interesting developments in women's wear.
0: That's right. I agree with Uh, you.
1: Walker Slater is the ready-to-wear place. Of course. If you're a woman and you're looking for ready-to-wear, please look at Walker Slater. Go uh, to their Instagram page and see the great variety. Mm. So
0: Walker Slater is from our friend Paul Walker. Uh, They are in Edinburgh, in Glasgow, in London. I think they're also in Asia. I don't know with the COVID what's happening for them, to them, but uh, this is a fantastic place. For sure, Specifically for ready-to-wear, an affordable ready-to-wear. You can dress uh, like the real way, like, you know, tailored way. And really experiment
1: without spending a fortune.
0: Yeah, this is is one of the places that we prefer. Uh, Do you have another question for me now?
1: Oh, yeah, I do have another question. What are your top three favorite shoemakers? In the world. In the world. Well, you mean bespoke
0: or ready to wear?
1: Why don't you do one bespoke, uh, one ready to wear, and then the third can be your option, maybe made to order.
0: <laughs> That's very complex because uh, it's reducing everything by fear. You know I have a special knack, or how do you say that? I'm very attracted by what the work of Stefan Jimenez. Of course, he's a good friend of us, and on top of that... Uh, I'm very excited because I'm gonna have my first pair of Stefan Jimenez. I hope in 2020. Okay, Stefan, if you're listening to this program, if I have it in 2021, it's gonna be okay because it's a long process. We are working on a very exciting pair of shoes. Ooh, uh, can yeah. you say? Well, yeah. You... Well, it's gonna be. Um, uh, B material with a box calf and crocodile, uh, in, with a blue patina mm. made by our friend Stéphane Villette, uh, who is a great guy. He used to work for Corte back in the years. Now he's in Nantes and, uh, is a patina artist and, um, it might be very interesting. It's going to be in Oxford. Uh, with a kind of a Balmoral uh, pattern. So I'm very, very happy and very excited about that. So that's probably um, my favorite uh, shoemaker today. I also like a lot the work on, let's say, MTO in the middle. It's difficult for me because I also like the world of, um, of uh, I would say, two people, uh, Antonio Meccariello, because mm. I think that for the, the price, the shoesy designs are, absolutely stunning. He's
1: a bespoke maker, but you say his ready-to-wear line will blow your mind. Yes,
0: I would say his MTO specifically is one of the best in the world for me okay, he's Italian, his uh, well, organization may not be his best set, uh, but he's a true artist mm-hmm. and his shoes are fantastic. I also like the Norwegian work of Paolo Scafara in Naples for other reasons, mm-hmm. but it's very interesting too. And if you ask for ready-to-wear, that is to say more classic shoes, uh, we discovered recently TLB in Mallorca, very serious people. You said uh, that might
1: be the deal of the century
0: right Well, now. we are working and we can announce it on a few um, MTO group, MTO with them because I think this brand deserve more recognition. So there are so many, but, uh, but, uh, I mean, we just finished a translation of our book, Shoes, so we've seen so many things, I can right. say. How can I not speak about Thai shoemaker in <laughs> Japan? <laughs> it's impossible. Uh, U- UF yeah. Fukuda uh, uh, and, and even all the people that are doing so. And, and, uh, Atelier du Tranchet, these crazy guys, and you know, Christophe Corté and Christophe Alou, you know, right. and uh, Patrick Frey in Germany, and there's so many incredible artisans. It's it's, uh, it's difficult, but if I had to choose one, I would choose Jimenez. Very nice. Uh, I have a last question. We did oh. 27 minutes. I hope oh, it's wow, interesting. Long I long don't that know. That. Honestly, this is an experiment once again, but completely uh, on the fly. Well, it's 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 interesting because it's uh, something that um, it's. Uh, um, It's enlightening also for us to Mm -hmm. quite to deep dive in our subject because so many people say, okay, well, you know, you speak about clothes. At one moment, you're going to go a little bit or always on the same subject. But Mm -hmm. this subject is absolutely infinite. What is, in your opinion, what is as a memory, um, we've met so many um, touching families, uh, but what is the... Because it's a, a lot of family business in this business, a lot. Mm. Uh, specifically when you go bespoke or, or high-level artisanship. Uh, what is your most touching memory uh, during all these years?
1: And can you be a little more specific? Yeah, well,
0: I mean, uh, in, um, what is the family that touched you the most or the most uh, emotional moment you had during all these years working on, in menswear?
1: Right. Well, I mean, I would have to say the obvious. I mean, I could dig in my brain and think of probably something more obscure, but I think that even you already know what I'm going to say. No. Um, it's probably when, um, we were writing the book, uh, The Italian Gentleman mm-hmm. and, um, Sartore Del Cori, uh, welcomed us into their home mm-hmm. and basically, adopted us so we could do the Italian Gentleman book. That was three years and we were trying not to associate ourselves with any brands or makers because we didn't want to have a bias when we wrote the book. So we kept it to only one or two people to help us. We said no to other people because We wanted it to be completely clean, but we couldn't do it all by ourselves. Mm. We couldn't. Mm. And so they adopted us and made it possible for us to produce the Italian Gentleman book in an Mm. unbiased way, other than, of course, their help. But to me, I mean... That's the most touching moment because they emptied out their souls knowing we're writing about other people and not just them. Exactly. And Italians can be very jealous.
0: Very jealous. And they can
1: be very uh, mm. insistent that they're the best and there's nobody else. Mm. But but these people, they let us talk about all their competitors, visit them, um, praise them, and they did not yield to any jealousy, and they actually helped us make this book, The Italian Gentleman, possible. Sonia
0: is talking about Satoya del Corri in Naples. I have the same kind of memory... Uh, in Bologna with the Bonafé family. You remember this moment where we were having Enzo Bonafé and Garina Bonafé uh, in their mid-80s? And he was remembering his his early years with Amedeo Testoni, which is an enormous name uh, in shoemaking. And he was um, having memories about his youth, uh when he was um uh, 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 so poor during the war that he has to, he had no shoes and he had to walk in the forest because they were fleeing to the forest and he explained with tears in his eyes that this is poverty sometimes can be a blessing because this is how he decided to become a shoemaker mm. because he didn't want to suffer with mm. his feet, you know, and he said that's why I, maybe I decided I'm going to craft some comfortable shoes. It reminds me of this famous quote from Roberto Benini, you know, this fantastic um, uh, Italian actor. Um, who had um, an award for the um, La Vita e Bella, the Life is Beautiful, you know, this fantastic, I don't know the, the title actually in English, uh, which is the this story of this man with his um, um, son in the concentration camp. And then when he received the Academy Awards or the award of the Caesar, I don't remember exactly where he was, he said something incredible. He said, I, rem- I, I want to thank my parents for one thing, they gave me the most incredible Thing in the life they gave me poverty, mm. and when you listen to the to this, I can't not think about the Bonafé family. I can't not think about so many artisans. Well, I ha- that I, we have met. To, I
1: have to include one other artisan that mm-hmm. has touched both of our lives and that's uh, maestro cheligan yeah and he and his wife and his daughter crafted a museum piece for me yeah uh, i i think it took 130 hours if yeah, you incredible. added it all together incredible. um and and you know these uh, cheligan was a little boy i think he was eight years old yeah and the, he was really poor speaking yeah. of poor it was adopted by the monks Yes, and, yeah. and, and there was monks who were part of the school that he was attending who mm. they were asking the children, who's the smartest person, not boy or girl, yep. person in the class? And they all pointed to Gianni. Yes,
0: yes, yes, yes. and.
1: His parents had to let him leave home yeah. and train as a trailer as a, tra- as a tailor mm-hmm. and you 've said that this might be the deal of the century in terms well, of well I mean Jenny, spoke- if you
0: want a sued by Jenny Celligan, he 's in Legnano close to Milan, you have to go to be quick because he 's in he said, I don't remember exactly how old I am in my 80s, somewhere in my 80s. <laughs> yes. This guy is, uh, yeah, he's making it reman- absolutely exquisite suits. He's making for seats.
1: some famous football players. Yeah, I mean, yeah, whatever. But so he's, he's a he's very,
0: he's it's, he's a, a, it's a hidden gem. And uh, and also we have some memories. I'm sorry, we're becoming a little bit sentimental. Uh, we're getting kind of sentimental, But uh, right. I can't remember not not have a thought for Riccardo freccia Bestetti, who died. Uh, yes. We cannot have a thought. Also, we lost a lot of people thinks we are yes. doing this yes, job. So, so. People we miss. Uh, Renato Chardis is gone. The woman from Fry in Bologna, yes. uh, Lucia Pazin, I think was the her chap. name. She's gone. And of course, our friend Mauro Scilacche. Oh, the That's most generous
1: one, man I think I've ever met. Yeah,
0: this is the probably the, the biggest loss mm-hmm. uh, we had. This was a fantastic glove maker. Fantastic love maker. He, he he left. He Omega. passed away last year and that was a big shock for the very whole community so anyway what we wanted to say about that is just that it's not only about clothes to come back to the original question 30 minutes ago it's about <laughs> people it's about bruce braille tells it very well in the opening uh in the forward of my first book he says in a world that is going so fast in a world that is Bringing us to a place we don't even know. We have no idea where we are going. With the technology, with the development of science, with the this increase of violence around the world, with this increase of vulgarity everywhere, where everybody is different. It's a very complicated moment to say to define. How can we define the boys from the men? Now it's very complex. Artisanship, craftsmanship, um, uh, is a refuge something you can resource yourself something you can really rediscover the weight of time the pleasure of waiting the simple emotion of smelling leather the and 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 seeing people who will never be rich never but who put everything they have into their work because they believe in what they do. And if you believe in what you do, no matter what you do in life, I guess this is what we try to do on this channel. What a gift if you believe in what you do yes. in your livelihood. Yes. So, uh, well, there was, this was an experimentation with 35 minutes. I have so many things. We're a little bit sentimental. You know what we're going to do, ladies and gentlemen? We're going to open the Battle of Bourgogne.
1: Oh, I thought you said, we were going to say we we're going to sing or something. No, okay. no, yes, no, yes, no. We're not going to sing. We're going <laughs> A, a
0: good bottle of bourbon. thank you darling for, we're going to redo this experimentation uh, once again I like these free talks about that uh, it's not about being lazy uh, we work a lot we are writing a lot of books we are writing articles we are recording podcasts we do. We are working every day as much as we can but sometimes we need these moments of freedom of speech You're right. and we are very happy to, uh, to have done that in front of you if you don't like it don't watch it uh, Uh, Put a thumb (laughs) down if you want. No problem with us. But if you like it, encourage us. Uh, I remember a little bit of promotion. We have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash tutorial talks if you want to support us. Uh, Our new book, Shoes, uh, in English uh, uh, can be pre-ordered at you go at parisangentlemen.fr and we have so many, so many, so many other projects uh, to come. Thank you, Thank you for following us. Uh, see you very soon uh, in, uh, for a new episode of Sottero.to. Maybe a more structured one or a more prepared one, or maybe not. You never know with us. Cheers, my friend. Cheers. Cheers. See you very soon.